Hello and welcome to the Split Row Podcast. I'm Steve Fagnick and joining me as always, he's entering back into the speed force. It's Gabe Acevedo. I'm fast. I'm the Speedy Gonzalez of Puerto Rico. Yeah, that sounds about right. How's it going, man? I'm good. I am very well. I'm energized. I just came from vacation. I know you did too. That's why there's been a gap in our episodes because I was on vacay, then you were on vacay, but I am good. As you can tell, I'm usually not this energized and I'm really energized. I know you've got so much energy today. This is really weird. Like, so (laughs) for the, for our listeners, like we have, we've been off for two weeks. So you guys are, you guys are totally aware, but we're back. We've been on vacation. Uh, Both of us took vacations on uh, opposing weeks. So we couldn't really get together to do it. I was going (laughs) to record at one point and go in the closet. I had to like record from a closet basically at the place we were staying. But then uh, the children I was with were making a lot of noise. Um, you and, are the Harry Potter of your family. <laughs> yeah, except yeah. Um, so we didn't end up recording that. But um, yeah. But the, for the other thing that's really weird is we've been talking for like forty five minutes before recording, and Gabe's had so much more energy than any other time we've ever recorded before. <laughs> it's like bizarre. This is really strange. So I have no I think idea we're in for a good this, one. I don't know why this week's topic has me like pumped to talk and like I'm ready. Yeah, so we're talking about the Flash today, uh, and it's so funny that you're this energized to talk about it because I don't know, th- like you had, you, you and I actually have different views on this movie, which is very, you know, it's not, it's not abnormal anymore. Like we do have different takes yeah. on different things, but we, we've been be having more different opinions more and more lately. Yeah, except with this one, like do you remember our Fast X conversation where you're like, I actually enjoyed Fast X, yeah. and I'm like, it was a pile of garbage. Uh, we have the exact opposite opinions on this. I actually like this movie. You did not like this movie. It's um, a pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we'll get into it though. I think it'll be really fun. And then beyond that, we have uh, a couple of cool things like lined up. We had, you know, we do we are back. We're 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 gonna be back to our regular schedules for all of this. Uh, we're recording episodes on everything that's coming out. Like I got tickets to go see No Hard Feelings. You're going to see um, Asteroid City. City. So we, we're we're checking out the movies. We're gonna try to stay up with up to date with the streamers as well. Um, but we also have a bunch of good retro reviews coming up, I think. So this, this actually, the summer has been pretty good with some cool movies from the past. Like we have one from 20 years ago, 25 and 30 years ago. So we've got one from each of the last, you know, over the last 30 years, we have three of them. So I think they could be pretty fun. We have some other fun episodes coming up. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we're, coming. So we, we're giving we might you do content. multiple after these yeah. two weeks. Don't worry. We'll give you, we're giving you content. We're, we're back. We have, we have fun. Um, Especially in between our breaks of playing, uh, you know, tears of the kingdom. <laughs> I think we're going to be all right. Played a lot of that Zelda yeah. game. Uh, yeah. A lot. I'm almost done. It's sad, but great at the same time. Fair. Um, Do you want to start talking about this? Do you want to get oh, into flash? Yeah. Oh yeah, let's get, you, let's, you let's need to channel my force. energy. You need to channel my energy. Let's 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 enter into the speed force. We got yourself a bean burrito so you can get the calories so that we can do this. Now, from the beginning, where did you stand? Where do you stand with the DCEU before this? <laughs> that is a loaded question. It sucks. Um, I'm sorry, it sucks. I I I've been very disappointed. Um, uh, I think they they really missed the mark. Um. None of the movies for me, even Man of Steel, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, I never, none of the movies really, really hit for me except Wonder Woman, the first one. So, you know, I, I was disappointed with what they did. Um, I don't think their movies were great. Um, and then the DCEU imploded. Uh, right, four or five months ago, they're like, it's over. We're done. We're rebooting everything. Everybody's out. Um, so... 
I was just I'm just watching these movies to see what they do rather than walking in with expectations of what is what is what they're giving me is it good or bad rather just like it's a movie I want to see it and it is what it is so where do I stand with the DCU I was disappointed for the last 10 years not a fan um and now we'll see what comes next yeah I mean for me it's it's a really interesting relationship with the EU because you know I I some DC movies I do like I liked Man of Steel I've been on the record saying that a number of times we ranked all of our DC films I had that in my top five um you know, I loved Wonder Woman. I thought that was really good. But, you know, certainly a lot of the other stuff was not good. Um, a lot of the Justice League movies were not good. Batman vs. Superman was not good. Uh, Aquaman was weird. You know, the, the 84, second one Wonder oh, Woman that movie was so bad. It was it was, <laughs> it was unbelievably bad. Um, you know, there, there's there's stuff to like in this and there's a lot of stuff not to like. Um, I, I don't think they ever got anything right with these characters. The, you know, at the same time that they're making these movies as well, there are other Batman movies that are coming out. So mm -hmm. that's always an interesting thing because they take the Batman of the EC, the DCEU mm -hmm. were really bad, but Batman outside of it was really good. And so then was the Joker. Yeah, exactly. The Joker was great. So they do have other content that was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Like even even like the Suicide Squad, I thought was really good. But that doesn't tie into this either. So like yeah. there were so many things outside of this that worked. But this 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 whole like extended universe did not work. I think they were kind of forced into it, I feel like, by mm -hmm. Marvel, who really knocked it out of the park for the first like 10 years of their yeah. journey on that. And just like Marvel, I think it's kind of dropping off. Um you know, and I, I was really disappointed uh, with the last few films and everything. Them just like it felt forced. Like you mm -hmm. see cameos of different characters in different movies, and it just doesn't really pan out or work or feel right. There's something really off about it. And yeah, so it kind of set us up for this one, which, you know, was kind of at the end. Like you're right, the implosion of it when they were like, oh, by the way, all the stuff that we thought we were going to do, like the new Henry Cavill Superman movie. Yeah, that's not happening. And we're going to put a huge reset button and change everything um and this was kind of like left as like the last movie on there like the scraps of the dcu so uh we're left with this i mean the biggest part that was difficult with this is the controversy surrounding the star of this film you know ezra miller is the star of this movie he plays barry allen which is the flash and this, along with his his big controversies that have been going around uh, with his lifestyle choices and the things that he's been doing as well, um, and like running away with people and, and and whatever you know other things are surrounding him, and the the changes within DC in general. This film has had a lot of like weird, you know, storylines surrounding it. Do you think ultimately, with all that stuff, you know, knowing also that they completely scrapped an entirely finished movie last year, um. In, in Batgirl, do you think that they should have even released this film? Um, yes, because I do think that film should always be released. Um, so if I use that argument for Batgirl, which I was very, very adamant about being really mad, the fact that they canceled it. Yes, I do think that after hindsight is twenty twenty. after watching the movie, I think this movie would have been better served on Max um, rather than in the theater. Um, I will say this. And sometimes you've had you and I have had conversations because you and I are, are are quote unquote movie people, right? We we look at the headlines, we talk about this more than the average person, right? Yeah. Um, so sometimes you, because you know, I get 
overly excited or very hyperbolic about stuff. And you have sometimes like brought me down with things like this. And this is me. You're bringing me down and you and you're like, hey, think about this is how I'm going to answer this. I don't think the the controversies surrounding Miller were even top five factors of why this movie has been received the way it has. Because I don't think general audiences are aware of everything that happened with him. You and I are, because we read the headlines and we talk about this, right? These are conversations that we have about actors and whatever. But when I saw it, I saw it in Puerto Rico. So I, with my friend, I saw it with my family, my, my little cousins and whatever. Nobody, my cousins, my adult cousins, had any idea what happened with him or that he had any of these controversies. So I don't think that the controversies surrounding him were a major factor in, in the way the movie has been um, received um, box office and critically and stuff. Do you think that um, him not being able to promote the movie, though, kind of did play into that? Yes, I think that is a huge factor. I think that is probably if I were to list, I don't know, top five factors, the promotional aspect of this movie would be in my top probably even three. Um, they never, you know, I understand why they never had him out there. Um, yeah. The only time he ever showed his face was for the L.A. premiere. Um, and he was barred from answering any questions. He was just there on the red carpet. Um, but then add the other thing that Michael Keaton never did press for this movie either. Um, he was nowhere to be found for this movie. Um, I think he wasn't even at the premiere. I think he was in Europe doing something else. Um, so I think the promotional um, aspect of this movie really hurt it and i don't think well obviously i don't think the numbers don't lie i don't think the trailers and the conversation that they tried to make two or three months ago like this is one of the best superhero movies of all time helped at all that's fair that's fair i mean it was ultimately like you know i thought the trailer was pretty solid you know and uh that was the other thing you said like james gunn who's the new head of dc like really gave it a lot of praise um you know, there, there's you started to see like, you know, people starting to get up and ready for this. Um, you know, it it seemed like it was going to be ready. I mean, people were getting excited because I thought the trailer looked good. I thought, you know, James Gunn saying it's the best superhero movie he's ever seen, like one of the best ones. Like, you know, I that really got me excited for it. And then the negative reviews came in. But, you know, negative reviews come in for everything. You know, people thought that mm -hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp was great. And there were positive reviews for that. And that movie was garbage, you know, like. <laughs> so I can't really always go on that. Um, you know, leaving the theater, I actually, honestly, in the theater, I actually had a really good time. I really did enjoy this movie. I thought, you know, if you just turn your brain off and just enjoy it. Um, I thought there were a lot of fun parts to it. The story I thought was pretty well done. The acting was was okay. There were some emotional points. The comedy was perfectly fine. Um, the, the Michael Keaton nostalgia button was like pressed many, many times. I would say that like many, many times. Yep. Uh, and I just I did enjoy quite a bit of it. Um, I know that that's a very divisive thing. I because uh, um, I know you were not a big fan. Do you want to elaborate on why? I did not like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I I did not. I'm I, I've been very vocal about disliking it. I thought it was, I honestly thought it was a big mess. I think it had cool moments in it. I do. I think it had an emotional, a very a very sweet emotional scene at the end. Um, 
in a supermarket. We, you know what I'm talking I about. I felt that scene. I yeah, felt it. I felt that. I, was, I yeah, thought that was, I thought that was, thought that was very well done. I thought it was yeah. very well done. That to was be beautiful. Honest. Um, I'll say this. I'll get them out of the way uh, when it comes to, to Miller. Um, Cause I have a personal thing that I, I really don't want to talk a lot, a lot about him, but it sucks that he, they, um, are going through whatever they're going through because I do think they are phenomenal. I, I do think I've been a fan of them since um, Perks of Being a Wallflower and this movie proved that they are really good actors. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't think this movie was good. I personally didn't find it funny. I maybe laughed twice throughout the film. Um, I thought Michael Keaton was um pretty good and i thought sasha kaye was pretty good as well i liked them both in what they did um i just the story for me was nonsensical and not even nonsensical i think we've gotten this is a back to the this is a go back to the future and if you mess with things there'll be repercussions kind of story we've gotten the story better in other movies um don't even get me started on the effects um, of this film that third act for me was disastrous the opening i cannot get over <laughs> as soon as i saw the baby scenes in the opening i'm like oh this is where we're going i am not gonna have fun with this so i was very disappointed i was very disappointed i will say this i you know we again hindsight is 2020 i don't know the whole bar expectations kind of thing this movie has been sold in the last two or three months by people like Tom Cruise, James Gunn, as one of the best superhero movies of all time. I wonder if that had an effect on the reception of this movie because I think they hyped it up so, so, so high that we were trying, we were going in with the bar really, really high. But when you get something either mid-level or low, going in with that high bar that affects your viewing so i do think it was a very big mistake for them in touting this film as one of the greatest superhero movies of all time because it is not i think even if you enjoyed the film i don't think you could say that this is no this is nowhere near anything great even if you liked it but yeah i i was very disappointed i was very very disappointed in this movie it's the first flash film i wanted something cool um but yeah, I did not like it at all. I mean, it's it's funny because like I definitely laughed at a lot of different parts, and some of the things are that are interesting. Like you know, the the baby scene in the beginning was really it was it's so funny because that's such a divisive scene. Like I've heard people be like that that's hilarious. Like you know, there's really funny parts about it, and it does have this like more classically funny idea to it. Like you know, it's raining babies, and like you know, that's kind of funny. It's raining but, babies. <laughs> you know, that, that 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 is like a funny concept. Like when you really talk about it and you think about it, you put it in the movie, you're like, this is actually kind of funny. But there are people who also have like really big problems with it. They're like, they're like really like, you know, why would you do it to babies? You know, people are like, as a mother, why would you do this? And like, I, it's, guys, it's like, it's not that bad. I, I actually thought it was kind of funny. Um, There was some stuff like with the, uh when Barry Allen goes to, you know, and enters the speed force and goes to his other, this other timeline there were some funny aspects in it i mean i get like i actually thought some of it was really funny but I, my my theater is very flat and i don't know i must have been in a really good mood going into this because i laughed a little bit more than most people 
uh, which isn't always which isn't always the case. You know, there's a lot of times when I'm like, this is just dumb. Um, and yeah, that's you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know, I I have exactly that. Like you know, the last two fast movies, I was like, these are just dumb. They're not funny. They're just dumb. Um, and other people are like, what are you talking about? Those are hilarious. And like, we it's it's all different tastes. And I think this one kind of worked. I mean, there were some gags that I really liked. Um. Even, you know, I think one of the one of the most difficult things was when you go into the past and you meet, you know, the other I mean, just it's kind of spoilerish, but not really because you see it in the trailers, the trailer, there's two there's two Barry Allen's the other version of him, not the one that we're familiar with. The other version is just super annoying, which is a problem, you know, which makes you like hate it more. And you're not Mm -hmm. a big fan of it. You don't build empathy. You don't build caring for that character because he's super annoying. And it never really resolves itself in a way until like the very end which is still not that great um and like the there were some other choices that they decided to make that i wasn't a big fan of but um overall i did think that there were some really funny parts in it i mean i do want to i do want to just before we get into like the actual storyline though i do want to talk about michael key being in this what did you think of it you know having you know the the biggest twist with this all is that michael keaton is batman in this he goes to uh barry allen goes from a ben affleck batman to michael keaton's batman what did you what was it like to have this version of the cape crusader back on screen for me it was great because i um we're the same age i think we we grew up with michael keaton right we were well we had like yeah Kilmer, Hank, i didn't i didn't really follow bat so to be totally honest i didn't really follow the live action Batman movies okay. until until really the Dark Knight until not the Dark Knight until Batman Begins is when I okay when I first saw them I didn't really care about the original ones okay um, that's fair I've I've seen I've seen all of them but I haven't I didn't not when you were a, a child yeah that didn't have an emotional connection to me I mean I was more of a fan of the Batman the animated series okay, I used to watch that fair. every Saturday I would, I would watch Batman and Superman Adventures like every Saturday I would love doing that but. So I don't really have an attachment to that, but I mean, there were some really cool things about it, but yeah, it definitely was around, but it never really yeah. meant too much to me. Um, so I used to watch um, when I was a kid, because um, <laughs> you've met my mom. For some reason, she loves Batman. That's her fa- That's the superhero that she loves. So she, you know, since I was a kid, she would take me to see these movies. So I kind of ish grew up with the Keaton, even though he's the first movie is 89, right? Yeah, it's Batman 89. Um, I was two years old, but it was in the nineties that I grew up with him and saw him. Right. So for me, I was like super excited to see him. We got him in the first or second teaser. He knew that he was coming in. Um, what I did not know is that he was basically a star in the movie that I did not know. I thought he was more of a, I thought he was going to be more of a glorified cameo rather than basically a co-star of the film. Um, but I, it was, it was. It was nice seeing him back. It was really, really cool to see him him back wear the the cape and wear the cow and and, and do all of that. Um, <laughs> on a personal note, it just brings me back to Birdman and how he, Birdman was all about a critique of superhero movies, and he always said he was never gonna go back to that. But I guess money talks and BS walks. Um, but I liked it. I liked what he was doing. It was fun. Again, he was one of the few things that I liked about the movie. It was just cool seeing him um back. I think it would have I... been nice to see what if Bad Girl hadn't been canceled because he was supposed to be the co-lead of Bad Girl. This probably would have made more sense that he was in this movie. Um, uh, especially because his ending was refilmed when they canceled Bad Girl, because this movie went in the last eight months through tons of reshoots. 
Um, yeah. But it was fun seeing him. I like seeing him again as Batman. It was fun. I th- I thought they did a pretty good job with some of the different aspects of it, like some of the art direction in it. I mean, the costumes look great. He looked really good. The They got the bat car back, the Batmobile, the the plane. I thought the um, the bat cave looked really great. Even even Wayne Manor is really funny when they go walking in it. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, that's the actual like it looks the same as that, like as yeah. they had before, which is really cool. Um, it's funny to think that Michael Keaton is like 71. Like, it's weird to remember that he's in his 70s. He's a 70 year old man. Like, that's yeah. pretty weird. Um, I thought they did a good job. Even the score, I thought was really fun when they, they mm. incorporated the score into it in a fun way. Um, you know, because that's an iconic score there. Um, and, you know, Danny Elfman had a, a, you know, really knocked out of the park with that one. And I think I think it was really fun to see him on screen. And, you know, it really balanced it out in a, in a moment when you really needed it because, you know, Ezra Miller has had some problems and Michael Keaton has not had any problems. Nope. So as far as I as far as I know, so it was really like nice to balance that out and bring that charisma back on the screen, too, because you were kind of missing that you're missing the charisma of of a Batman. And, you know, considering the fact that Batman is one of the big three superheroes of all time so it's it's good to have him on screen the more batman i don't care we can have as many as we want um it's it's fine uh but i i did enjoy seeing him back on screen i i did think the the storyline is really interesting because within this we get sort of a glimpse as like a multiverse type thing um we know that the flash can enter the speed force he does this in one of the i think the justice league the Snyder cut, I think of the justice league. He answers the speed force and goes back in yes, time. Yes, He does. Yep. So we know that he just runs really fast. And apparently because he moves faster than the speed of light, he can go back in time. Okay, cool. Um, but then he enters into this other sort of storyline. Um, you know, he, he hits a connection point with like spaghetti. They did a spaghetti story there. You know, that's how they did. They told the timelines here. It's a different type of multiversal storytelling, you know, that we've had because we've had so much story my like multiverse right now, you know, with like everything with this, with the Mar- the Marvel, the MCU, uh, with Spider-Verse, with everything everywhere all at once. We've had a lot of multiverse. Oh, and they right just now. announced, I think that Deadpool 3 is going to be a multiverse story as well. Of, of course it will be. I mean, that's that's obvious because it's going to well, they would they would definitely do that because it's going to make fun of the multiverse. That's what it's going to do. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not going to. It's going to be a critique of the multiverse. That's what that'll be. If it's going to be anything. That's what those movies are anyway. They're just heavy critiques of other Marvel movies. Um, but we've had all these stories before. And this one's slightly different, I would say. It's not exactly the same as those. How did you think it compared to the storytelling in this versus like the Marvel ones that we've seen? Not to disregard everything everywhere. But like the Marvel ones and this. Yeah, we can disregard that because one that one is not like these. <laughs> no, no, it's a completely it's a completely different it's a completely movie. Completely different movie. Um when I step back and, and, and be objective, I think the story or where what they were trying to do with this was more grounded and or believable than the Marvel multiverse things, right? Yeah. Um Simply just because this is a simpler story that is, a, you know, it's a, around one character, right? It's about the mother and the family and 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 Flash and Barry. Um, so I can see, though, you know, it's more about the repercussions of like, if you travel back in time, this is what happens. You can't change this because this will happen. So I, I think that the the ideas were there. It's just the execution was not well for me. Um, but I do think that this had the potential 
to be better than Marvel, especially. So I'm a Flash fan. Um, I saw the nine seasons of Flash on TV, which just ended <laughs> last month. Um, and they did this same story because this comes from the comics Flashpoint. They did the same story over on the TV side and they did it correctly. So I do think that the story was um had a lot of potential and I do think it's more it's it, it could have been a very effective story. I think it's it's a really interesting story because it is it does deal with the multiverse in a different way cuz it doesn't deal with it as like a true multiverse but like a timeline type changing mm-hmm. situation similar to back to the future you know it's a very similar storyline sort of to back to the future and they actually make a cool funny back to the future joke in this that i mm-hmm. i totally got like as soon as they started talking about it, yep. i thought was really really good there's i thought that was actually a really good bit that that scene was pretty good when they start talking about back to the future and all of the different stories and how in this and timeline the actor who plays marty mcfly <laughs> yeah i thought that was you know i thought that was really clever um you know with when dealing with it especially because this is a basically a back to the future kind of story take like where you go back and you change something and it ruins the future and you can possibly not exist type situation Mm. you know i think that i think that worked and i thought for me it was really straightforward i thought that was what it is it's more grounded because it's not the world ending but it's a world ending but it's you know i thought like there was some really interesting there were some interesting aspects of it and i did think it was more palatable you know we got this huge multiverse that means nothing matters anymore you know that's that's kind of like the consequence of the MCU and, and its faults right now for sure are if this is just a multiverse, why do we care? Like, why should we care about any of these people? Because it's anything can happen and it could all be the same and we could just get these people back and it, it doesn't really matter. Like in, even in like guardians of the galaxy, the, the last one, you know, we get Gamora back, she dies and then it kind of cheapens that death, but you know, whatever she's back. And, but like, you know, it, it kind of cheapens some of those things, but in this, it's it's much more grounded because it is one story, it's one universe, and ultimately, you know, it, it we it's people dealing with consequences, and I thought that that really worked for me. That story I thought was pretty straightforward. Yes, there were some some frailties around the edges of it, and like some issues within it. I mean, within some of the specific writing, but I think the overall narrative worked for me. I was okay with it, and it kind of it kind of seemed to make sense. And I, I liked that it was straightforward. You know, you can easily digest this similarly to how like back to the future is back to the future is very straightforward. You know, that's, it's one of the best movies and like best blockbusters ever because it's so straightforward, yeah. but also done very well. I mean, that's a way better movie than this. I don't want to compare the two in that sort of way. Yeah. That's not really fair to back to the future to compare <laughs> it to this because that's a, that's an incredible movie and this is not, not as good, but like, mm-hmm. I think it was, I think there were some really interesting parts to it. Now it does get off the rails later on and you're right. There are some things that I would say are a little bit ex- unexcusable, but uh, you know, like maybe some of the acting in it, um, some of the different ideas, the, the CGI I'd say is, is that had the only excuse I can have for the CGI, especially in the speed force has to be that was an artistic choice. You know what I'm saying? Like they weren't going for a hundred percent accuracy, like in realism, but they had to, my thought was they did this as a choice to show that this is not really happening, that this is a CGI. Like this is like a sort of cartoonishy version of it. It looks very unfinished. It looked really, really bad. Did I will give you that. Did you see Andy Muschietti, who is the director's comments on the CGI? No, I did not. 
So he said um, this week that um, earlier this week or no, last week when the movie premiered, I don't even know when the movie premiered. I erased it from my head um, that the CGI was and our, that it was supposed to look like that because yeah. we're looking at the speed force through Barry's um, perception POV um, and that it's supposed to be distorted. Yeah. I could see that. I could see what you're saying goes with what he's saying. I could see that, but I understand. I, I understand that some of the fragments, you know, it's it's a fast, literally, it's the flash, right? So a lot of it is supposed to be like super, super rushed, so very distorted. I could see that, but I think the effects still have to be just good. Yeah, the effects, just, that. The, the effects just have to be, even if it's, it has to be good distortion. <laughs> it it has to be good chaos and i don't think it's good chaos i think that is a flimsy way to say we screwed up the effects but it's okay because it's supposed to be distorted or look that way because that's his pov i i personally just don't buy that yeah i mean i i get the idea that it was supposed to be Mm -hmm. his pov and i get that it's an artistic choice the artistic choice to go with 1996 animation style you know what it is did you ever have um did you ever have a PlayStation 2? Yeah. It is a play all the effects were PlayStation 2 cutscenes. That's exactly what it seemed like. This yeah. is what this movie is. PlayStation 2 cutscenes. I was like, why am I playing PlayStation 2 in 2000 watching this movie? That's exactly that's exactly what it looked like. And it it was that was a problem. I, I'd say that take us out of it. Uh, now I, I do want to move into a couple spoilers. So if you haven't seen it and you do want to see it, you can, you know not and you don't want to be spoiled you can skip this part but we are going to spoil the movie for parts of it like some of the different fun things we're going to spoil them now uh because within this speed force aspect we do get also a lot of other cameos and you said what did you what did you call this the desecration of the dead <laughs> the desecration of the dead yeah the desecration of the dead cameos so apparently he barry allen is responsible for destroying everything uh within the entire universe because he keeps trying to save this one so he's destroying all of them and as a result he enters he starts to see all the different iterations of the world of different timelines and all of these different timelines colliding and they're really going to completely rip apart and in that we see all tons of other versions of these superheroes that we've come to love over the last hundred years you'd say almost now like almost uh, yeah maybe maybe back to like it's like 50 50 years 50 years i'd say because i think the superman movies were 1978 were they 70s yeah yeah. oh but do we also i do how can i forget also they go to the 60s we we go to the 60s yeah because we we do see all them too so like what you see in this so if you don't know what we're talking about and you don't care about spoilers you see, you know, Christopher Reeve as Superman. You see, um, you see Helen Slater, you see Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater, who are the original Superman and the original Supergirl. You see Adam West as Batman. Ad- Batman. Adam West. <laughs> oh, God. You see, um, George Reeves yep. as his version of Superman. Well, actually, oh, George yeah, Reeves so is the was, first Superman. Yeah, because so that's back to 1951. So, yep, yeah. we go back. To, so, yep, we're back there. Uh, then you see, um, you see you the see, uh, you see of... the infamous the infamous never made Superman movie Nick Cage. Yep, you do see the Nicolas Cage. You see, uh, we Superman. see Nicolas Cage as Superman, the, the infamous big, movie that the, we never got. The long haired 
spider fighting Nick Cage superhero movie, superhero Superman movie, which is funny because like people might have thought like, oh, this is such a joke. Like this is they're just making like a meme of Superman and they just wanted to put Nick Cage in it. And I'm like, no, this is a real thing. They really were making this movie. This is like this is like they actually fitted him for the suit. There's a whole documentary, I think, that was made about this movie that was never made. Like they yep. went through all of these different stages of development. They even had him in a suit. They had the look. They had the yeah, story. Yeah, the test footage is out there. Yeah, and uh, and they canceled it, which is yep. probably for the better. Uh, but and the other funniest thing about this is it looks like oh man, it was just like a CGI recreation. No, Nick Nick Cage actually was came actually and shot this for for this. Because I mean, of course he is. But we still haven't finished. They also have Jay Garrick, which is another version of Flash, and they also had yep. Teddy Sears, who plays Flash, um, who plays a version of. Of, of the flash in the timelines in the flash tv show but they they don't but then they don't have grant gustin who was the flash in the tv show it's a mess but anyway they brought all the listen listen oh listen linda um we can talk about the the morals of this if the estates and the families gave permission who the hell am i to say it's morally wrong right i i i'm i, I can't say that i can't speak to that right what i can speak to is my opinion and how these cameos were there. I went to the theater. It wasn't, first of all, it wasn't super packed. There was people, it wasn't super packed. Nobody, I assume that when you include Christopher Reeve in this, Nick Cage in this, you're expecting an emotional reaction or you want to elicit an emotional reaction from your viewers. In my theater, people were so confused, so confused of why we're there. Um, I had a, a guy who could you could tell was like a Keaton era guy. He had to be like in his, mid 40s or late 40 he was grunting he's like what is christopher reeve doing here why isn't it he's like talking he was so mad that to the point that i was getting upset because he couldn't let me enjoy the movie although i wasn't enjoying yeah. the movie um but it was just so weird that out of nowhere these people came out and are there and then they looked the way they looked it's yeah. just so I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll say it again. For me, it was a desecration of the dead. It was just so. It was. It. It just didn't. And it didn't add anything to the movie either. Um. Even if it's just glimpses of other worlds, it just didn't add anything to it. It just made no sense. I would say, I would say it's a very random scene because it didn't really need to happen. They didn't need to have this, and I know it was like later added into it. But um, I did. I actually enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had the fun. Because it was just like, I knew that this was the end of the DCEU in this iteration of it. So it's clownish. Let's let, let's just enjoy it and embrace it. It was fun to see the nostalgia of it. This was a very much nostalgia-driven movie. You know, considering half of it includes Michael Keaton as Batman. Uh, it's going to be that. And they're going to be like, do you remember when we had fun making these? And then now all of a sudden they're going to be, it, this is going to be over. I kind of enjoyed it, but it was also like really weird. It was weird to see Christopher Reeve in there. It was weird to see, um, you know, Adam West as Batman that that version of it looked so freaking weird in this and you like, know what's you know, funny there's... those are there were even more cameos that they were going to put in the film and then they filmed yeah. them and they didn't add them they were going to include um Val Kilmer they were going to include and they were going to include every single Batman ever made they were going to appear in this movie um Caesar Romero who is the original Joker I believe yeah um was going to appear I believe they were going to include Jack Nicholson as well. And there were talks of including Heath Ledger's Joker as well. 
Um, yeah, they, I'm glad they didn't do all of that. They didn't go so, full on oof. and do everything because, like, if they included, if they included, like, you know, Christian Bale's version of Batman with the included the Robert Pattinson version, because that'd be really weird. It just be, no, that one be strange. Banned. It would be really strange if they decided to do all of this stuff. Uh, and it didn't really make sense, to be totally honest. It didn't make a lot of sense in this. But I, you know, it it was just a weird movie. It, it was going to be weird, and it was going to continue with that and and all of that. Uh, I thought other choices they made were worked a little bit i thought you know the idea like his his character um i thought ezra miller did a pretty good job doing that that one scene in the emotional scene towards the end i thought was pretty good honestly um there was some other comedic things that i thought worked like when he goes into the speed force but he doesn't have any speed and he just starts running around the room did you remember that scene when he realizes he doesn't have when he doesn't have his powers but he starts trying to run Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was actually very funny. If I'm going to be honest, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I did like seeing Supergirl, but that wasn't a really good Supergirl scene. I, I don't know. The whole thing with that didn't really work for me too well. Which I like the prison escape scene. That was fun. That was that was okay. Um, it wasn't like that bad. That. Um, she comes back too quickly for me, but that's a different story. The sun. It's the sun. Good times. Uh, did you ever see the? There, there's a comic run where uh batman or superman uh lands instead in uh the soviet union instead of in kansas no did you ever see that yeah there's there's a there's one where he lands in the soviet union rather than in kansas so that's quite different you know that there's, there's that version. i thought i thought that might have been where we were going which would have been pretty interesting but yeah. we didn't go there oh now that we're talking about basically cameos can we talk about how the hell you waste michael shannon you bring him back for that. He he mailed it in. He's like, oh, I gotta come back. Okay, fine. He just mailed it in. He didn't care. He's on. He's on other weird projects that no one's gonna see. Like Michael come Shannon. On. Come I on, love Let, him. Let's be serious. Michael Shannon is a fantastic actor. Oh, that guy's a phenomenal. really good actor. He is and he played so a really underrated. good Zod. I would say he's very uh, good. He's one of the things that I do like about Man of Steel. He's so good. And he's so good. Him in this movie, he's basically a glorified cameo in this, and he does nothing. He was completely there for the money. Yeah, no, he no, he wasn't there for the money. He was there by contract. <laughs> so he, he looked <laughs> but like he still, was, like he was still in contract, contract yeah. ten years later. I'll tell, yeah, probably. Um, Damn. I'll tell you right now, he he's probably more concentrated on his other movies. He's got coming out. He's got a movie coming out next year called The Bike Riders, which is directed by Jeff Nichols. Uh, oh, is that with Austin Butler, the Elvis guy? It stars Tom Hardy, Austin Butler, Jodie Comer. Boyd Holbrook, Norman Reedus, Mike Faced, and wow. like Ed him. Like this movie's gonna be nuts. Like, what is this movie? Let's go. Right, they're ready. in a Midwest, a, a Midwest motorcycle club. Interesting. That's gonna be a sinister get. Oh wow. Cool. Okay, cool. Never mind. That's what he's doing. He's he's more concentrated on making real movies, not this. Uh <laughs> yeah. The, the what about the the resolution to the movie? I think people were mixed on it. Like they didn't really like it what did you think of the end like the the, the, the okay which part the fixing of the timeline or the court the the, the fixing of the timeline the court scene the, the so everything the last 10 yeah. minutes of the movie okay um sure um i i i i, I would have ended the movie with the supermarket that was fine um the the court was weird the court scene for me was weird, especially the ending of the court. It was just so random and so weird. Um, I again, I didn't love it. Um, 
I, I like you, I felt the emotion in the supermarket. That was really cool. I'm like, oh, my heart. Um, But everything else, I'm like, no, I just didn't think it was a great ending to the film. And the last cameo, because there is a last cameo in this movie, after all the desecration of the dead that they did, they bring somebody else who is fortunately not I, dead. I would um, say, um, I want to ask you about that real quick. About which one? How much, how much do you think George Clooney got paid to do that? Uh, that is, uh, oof, oof. Do you think he even went into makeup or wardrobe for that? That's isn't it probably not. That's how he dresses anyway. So he just showed say, up. He's probably just walking around the lot, and they're like, "Hey, George, you want to come on and do this?" He's like, "Yeah, sure, no problem." And then uh, just like, because like he looked exactly like George Clooney, just George Clooney. That was George Clooney. That wasn't Bruce Wayne. That was George Clooney. I don't care. Like. Even the smile, the everything about it. That was George Clooney. That was not Bruce Wayne. Okay. Like he walks on set. That that had to be what? Like a, a 15, 20 minute shoot? Oh, I just saw how much he got paid. How much did he get paid? He got paid $1.5 million. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? He got paid $1.5 million for literally a cameo that lasts 10 seconds. They did that in 30 minutes. That had to be. Yeah. I mean, they didn't even, they probably, I'm telling you. They just saw him on on like the lot and were like, "Hey, do you want to shoot this scene?" And he's like, "Okay, Ooh, do I do you need a costume?" I'm like, "No, nah, you look great." You're By the way, a... they shot this scene in February when they were doing reshoots the last seven months out of nowhere. Dude, this movie it's, is literally it's four months old. It's it's insane. That that that's insane. Good for him. Good for George Clooney. He looks like he needs the money. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I just didn't like it. Um, I mean, again, we know that Alan, he Barry, he still changes the 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 timeline because he changes the cans of beans at the end, so they so that that has can yeah. up. Um, I yeah, the cameo was baffling to me. The George Clooney uh, cameo, I would have liked better if we would have seen the bat nipples or the bat card, but we did not get to see either. Um, but no, no, it was just weird. It was just weird. You could tell, okay, this is my problem. We said, I've mentioned here that there were a lot of reshoots for this movie in the last seven to eight months. This is a completely different film than what they originally, because this movie has been shot, what, for like three years now, I think, or something. Um, this is a completely, the version that we got is a completely different film from what they originally shot. Um, for me, it it feels like that. It feels like pieces of puzzles that don't go together. And that's what it felt for me. Like the supermarket ending is one thing. The courthouse ending was another thing. The flat, the multiverse flashpoint cameos are another thing. The sod battle is another thing. The Russia prison is another thing. Everything felt like pieces of a puzzle that just didn't go together. I can understand that. I mean, there were, there were, major issues with it um the ending i actually was fine with it i was satisfied again i actually enjoyed this movie i thought overall it was pretty fine i had a fun time at the movies i could turn my brain off for this one in a way that like the stakes seemed grounded it seemed like it was reasonable it was a one-to-one story things made sense sacrifices actually needed to be made you know he he makes some real sacrifices i feel like in this movie Mm -hmm. uh which is ultimately what it's about um and i i I liked it. I mean, I think one of the other big problems with this movie that you can definitely agree with, and there's no doubt about that, is, you know, one of the ideas within this is that it deals with the idea of like fate and, Mm -hmm. you know, the idea of like sort of canon, you know, like 
the idea that you know if if he didn't die if his mom doesn't die then um he would never have gotten the powers that he got which he would never be who he is which you know ties in with the because uh, he asks batman at one point you know wouldn't if you could go back and save your parents wouldn't you want to do that and he's like no this, this, their death made me who i am which deals with the idea of canon which is exactly the same thing we talked about on our last episode when we talked about spider-man Spider and the spider-verse they did a way better job of that that movie is way better than this and i think that coming out literally the week before this movie yep changes the whole thing because if these movies come out in completely different years this might be a different story but into the spider-verse or across the spider-verse sorry is way better than the flash they do a much better job of storytelling they do a much better job times. of like uh act the acting is better even the visuals are better like everything about it is just way better than this movie and i think that really does have a a big issue with this it plays into it and also knowing that this is the end of the line we know that probably for ezra miller's career you know they're they're pretty much done i'm i'm sorry it's unfortunate because they have a lot of potential and they did have a lot of potential but it's probably not going to go much of anywhere now with his personal life and all those other choices he's made the other aspect out there is you know this is the end of we know this is the end of the ec the dceu minus Aquaman. Well, I think no, Aqu Aquaman. I think this is his last movie. Aquaman two will be his last movie. He's gonna. I think he's gonna be recast as another character. Who? Jason Momoa. Uh, James Gunn wants to recast Momoa as another character for DC. Oh, good, good for him. So yeah. that's so. But Aquaman is still coming out though. Oh yeah, Aquaman two is still coming out in November, and that movie apparently is gonna go into reshoots July, August, and September. Oh, good times. And I know Blue Beetle. Blue Beetle is not connected to this, I believe. Not at all. Blue Beetle, so, I think they're James Gunn is trying to tout it as like the beginning of his yeah. era. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, I'm not. I don't have good feelings. Can I say about something that. really quick? Yeah. Um, and it has to do with the DCU and these characters. Regardless of my opinions, if the DCU was good or not in the last ten years, regardless if I think um, Gal Gadot is a good actress, um, Batfleck was a good Batman, whatever. I'm going to say the same thing I did when I saw Boba Fett season one. I always thought that when we had Mandalorian 2.5 in the middle of Boba Fett, I thought that was yeah. very disrespectful to the Boba Fett show and character. Um, and if this is the last movie, because this is this is the last movie of the DCEU, right? Because um, Aquaman is playing, but nobody else is appearing in cameos of those. Um, this is the last movie. I honestly love or hate it or whatever i would have done i would have brought them all back as a goodbye i do think it was kind of disrespectful to not have um cavill who filmed scenes for this movie and he was edited out um cavill gal um batflick aqua um miller and even cyborg i would have brought them back for one scene which is one of the original final scenes in the court because the court scene had a good like three endings filmed um, and, you know, just give it an ending because these people put in 10 years of their lives in it, especially Cavill, who started it with Man of Steel. Um, yeah. And it would have been nice to to see them one last time together. Right. Just put them in, do the George Clooney thing, but put them all in at the very end. Ten seconds. And that's it. It's a, a throwaway line. You know, it just feels weird that they don't get a goodbye. And from someone who's not a fan of DCU, who thought their movies were bad, it just feels like damn, I put all this work and you don't give me a goodbye. 
I would have used the Flash for that. That's the thing I feel for Henry Cavill the most because he is the most hard done by within this whole series and this Mm -hmm. whole franchise. I think he got his origin story movie, but never got another chance to show what he could do with that character. He never got another chance. He played him in Batman versus Superman, which was not a good movie. And he only had he had such weird stuff to do in that movie. And then it just none of it. He never got a chance to really tell his story and take his real shot as Superman, which I feel for because I think he's I really like Henry Cavill. I like him as an actor. I like the stories he tells. I know you liked him as Superman, right? You really like I liked him as Superman. Superman. I thought he did a really good job. You know, that's a hard character to play. I think it's a really difficult character to play. Um, and you know, all credit, all good luck to the per- person who's going to play him next, which we'll talk about in a little bit, which was like literally announced just before we pressed record. But you know, that's, that's, that's pretty difficult. It's a difficult thing, especially because there's a huge amount of expectation on this character. People have a lot of history with it. And I think they, sh- they could have done that, but at the same time, after they canceled his, they, they canceled his movie right after black Adam and he was forced to come back for that cameo at the end of that. I don't have any problem with him being like, I'm not doing this anymore. And he moves on. He's going to go play Warhammer in his basement and then make that movie, that franchise, which is what he wants to do. Now that you're talking about Cavill, what is what is wrong? What is wrong with the universe dealing him cards where he loses on franchises that he's passionate about? You know, this huh. ends badly and The Witcher ended badly for him as well, that we're going into the third season, which is his final season. And we all yeah. know that was old drama and stuff and he that they parted ways in a pretty bad way allegedly those are the reports well, but he's well, losing yeah. on these two major franchises in which because he's a if you follow cavill you know cavill you know he's a huge nerd he's a huge yeah. geek like he really was passionate about both of these characters and it's i'm with you i think he i i feel bad for him that he's been losing he lost two big franchises out of nowhere yeah i do feel really bad for that because like he he did lose this you know, which was not of his own doing. They never really were able to get the movie off the ground. The Witcher is over creative differences because he wanted to go to like the books and was like, this is what the books are about. This is how we do it. This is like all the stuff. The books are so great. Like, I love this. Like, let's, let's do this. And they're like, yeah, we're going to create our own stories. And he's like, no, but like the books are so good. And there's all these things the fans want. And they're like, yeah, but you know what they want? They want you just doing like cool things. And he's like, (laughs) they just want you grunting. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it'd be like if if they asked, you know, you know, uh, oh my God, I'm like blanking on his name right now. Christopher Lee. If they asked Christopher Lee, you know, in, in the Lord of the Rings, and they were like, "We're gonna go in a different direction with Sauron. We're gonna do this," and he's like, "No, no, no. The books are this, and the books are so good that we're gonna do it this way." And they're like, "No, no. We're gonna go in a very different direction with this." And he's like, "No, I know the books because I know the author because we were friends. Like, I actually know him and I know what he wanted to do. I met, I met him rather. Not he did what they weren't friends, but he knew him. He's like, I know what was like what it should be. That's kind of that creative difference there that happened to him. And it's really unfortunate for Cavill because like he's losing out on this. He's losing out on on that. He he lost out on other franchises. Like, I thought the Man from Uncle was pretty good. I really enjoyed that movie. I thought he was oh, I think terrific movie, in that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that never really took off the ground because people were like mixed on it. They didn't really care. And then Army Hammer, Army Hammer started eating people. So like that was another problem. And he's a whole different character there. So he that's never going to come off the ground again. But he is doing a Warhammer series, apparently, which I know nothing about Warhammer, except that Henry Cavill is going to be probably the person in charge of that entire series. He's going to have the OK on every single thing with it, because it is the one thing that he is the most passionate about anything in the world. And that will be his and he will, it will be great. I'm sure I love Henry Cavill. He missed out on on uh james bond as well i don't know if you've been seeing again the reports coming back out like they said 
he had an outstanding audition back in 2006 when they were auditioning for it. Yep. He had an amazing audition, except the problem was he was too young at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was 22 at the time. Oh, that's and now, and young. now ironically, he's too old to play the character. So yeah. it's, it's a really funny twist on there, but it, it just really sucks for him, you know, and it really is unfortunate because I really do like him. But, uh, the, the other thing with this movie that's really crazy, if we go back to The Flash, I mean, the, the, the weekend box office is something that we wanted to talk about. The, the opening weekend, I made $50 million, which is really shocking. That's like the lowest for probably any DC movie that's come out. Is it the lowest? I don't, it, I don't really I believe know. So. I believe so. Let me check. But like, that's just a shocking. I had no idea it was going to be. I thought it was going to be closer to like the 80, 90 million. Um, so like, I'm really, really surprised by that. You know, like a lot of these, you know, some, some of them, you know, were really good. Like Aquaman itself made 67 million. I mean, Batman, which came out in 1989, made $40 million. It made, it made less than Black Adam and Shazam, which were just disastrous. Yeah. Not good. And it's on track because (laughs) the next weekend, which was real, first of all, that's surprising. Other problem is it had a 73% drop in box office returns over the weekend, which is unbelievably big. That is literally unheard of. Even for the biggest genre that loses money in a second weekend is usually horror. Even in horror, a 70% plus drop, it is unheard of. It went to 15 million. Like... (laughs) That's terrible. Spider-Man went up again. It beat it. Um, Elemental beat it. And No Hard Feelings, which is an R-rated adult comedy, almost beat it by like $200,000. Yeah, it that's that's really, really bad. I can't believe the absolute implosion. And I don't really understand why. I mean, I don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad. Where well, like it that, deserves this. And that's the question. Like, how did this movie implode? Because I really, again, I don't think people were walking in with the Miller situation in their heads as a, as a huge factor to not watch this movie, but what happened? Like what happened? <laughs> I don't know. It, it's so shocking because the reviews have actually been pretty good. They're on the positive end of good. Even the user reviews are on the positive end of good. So if that's the case, like this movie's on track to make like, maybe a hundred million dollars in the box office you know like maybe well i just saw that it's gonna lose anywhere from 275 to 300 million dollars for the i mean studio. what's funny about that is is like one of the arguably one of the worst superhero movies ever is like batman and robin it's like pretty bad you know or or green lantern right green lantern because batman and robin at least is enjoyably bad Green Lantern is not even enjoyably bad. Yeah. So in Green Lantern, Green Lantern made two hundred million dollars in the book, and there or two hundred twenty million dollars in the box office. This isn't going to make a hundred million. That's pathetic. That's that's really bad. It's and and again, the question is, what happened? This is know. what like why did people not see this movie? I think it's a combination of factors. Honestly, with my top factor would be that the dcu people know is ending so there's no reason for me to watch this movie i think that would be like my number one thing and i think that's a big thing that's a big thing to talk about right here is like do we why why do we keep watching these like 
we know that like what we know that like eventually there's going to be a movie that culminates and every brings everybody together. So we have to watch these things to make sure that we understand it. Like that worked so well for Endgame. Don't get me wrong. Endgame was a complete and utter achievement. That was an incredible film. It was an incredible saga of the MCU. Like when they everything achieved and peaked at that one point. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible achievement within filmmaking. And there's absolutely no denying that. But since then, we've had mixed results with all the MCU stuff, including television shows, movies, everything. Like it's just not worked in the same way because we don't like, why are we watching these? What's are we, or to, to What's set the up the next yeah. thing? Yeah. And this multiverse or, or extended universe storytelling, I feel like is going to wear out really soon. We're, we're at a critical point, I feel like. And that's a problem because the other stuff in DC is actually really successful. The Joker franchise, which, you know, we have the new one coming out, which looks from reports is going to be like outstanding. You know, the last one was the highest grossing movie of the year and won tons of Academy. It made a billion dollars and it won like four Oscars. Yeah. The Batman I thought was fantastic. I love the Batman, you know, and then we get, we have another Batman, the Batman coming out. Uh, So we have that one coming out. We have other products within this that can be very good. I think the idea of like multiverse or like extended universe storytelling kind of needs to just die. We need to let it go because we can't have both people doing it at the same time and have it be successful. Because I think even in the MCU, the cracks are all over the wall. Oh, they all are, over it the is, place. It is pretty difficult to continue this in the same way that it is. I wouldn't be surprised if, because you notice we haven't really gotten X-Men into this yet. I wouldn't be surprised if they decide to just create a new franchise starting X-Men, a new X-Men franchise outside of the MCU in a way, and then maybe merge it later on, but right now start it outside. I think that would be a smart move if I'm if I'm them. Because I think we're just getting where there's a superhero fatigue is super real right now. It's very real. It is. I, I think it is real. Um I would add to that um that I just I think it's the fatigue is real when it comes to good movies. Yeah. I think people um meaning us meaning the audience i think we have i think the effects of the kool-aid have worn off or starting to worn off or are they kicking in because the kool-aid actually kills everybody if you don't know well, that's, that's the, true that's that, what it does that's <laughs> the uh, so the, so, eyed and kills everybody so the jim jones of mcu kevin feige and all these people um um, if you don't know that reference google jim jones um <laughs> for, for the record actually do you know this fun fact it wasn't Kool-Aid. What was it? Was, it? it was Flavor-Aid. Oh, sure. The knockoff, the knockoff brand. So Kool-Aid, was, Kool-Aid made it very clear that it was not Kool-Aid, but oh, that's a different okay. story. But it's okay, straight that's a Kool-Aid. Anyway. That's, a, yeah, that's anyway. for a different podcast. Yeah. Um, I do think people are waking up, and I think people are, they just want good movies. And I think if you don't give us good movies, then why would I go watch this movie, right? And again, I think it's a combination of factors. This You, you don't have probably what will end up being the biggest superhero disaster ever with this movie um with one thing it's a combination of stuff right we can talk about the miller controversies we can talk about hollywood and hollywood i'm looking directly into the camera this is not recorded this is not video but if it were video i'm looking straight at the camera it's your fault for putting things two weeks after they come out in streaming services you're putting yep. your 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 conditioned people to wait for streaming services people are mad that the movies are not good right you can go to like we said go to mcu ant-man thor doctor strange those movies were compared to what they've done before they were disasters 
um, Shazam, Black Adam, now The Flash. People are tired of bad superhero movies. And I think, but, and, and it's, I don't think it's necessarily superhero fatigue that they're done with them. It's just fatigue on bad superhero movies because the Batman came out and blew the roof out of everything, right? It was amazing. Joker did the same thing. So, um, yeah, I think it's a combination, but I think this is historically bad. Um, I was in shock as somebody who likes just looking at all this and, you know, we talk about this and we're into this. I was just, there was just literally no words to describe how shocked I was at the implosion of this movie because nobody in the world could have predicted what happened to it. And it's, it's quite, it's quite concerning for, you know, the entire franchise going forward and not just the, the DC, but like Warner brothers in general, I know they bank a lot of money off of this and they're, they're big on these tent poles and they're facing some financial struggles as a, as a whole. We don't need to get into all that, but it is very difficult for, for them right now. Um, and especially with DC, you know, like, where do they go from here? We know that they've canceled and scrapped a lot of stuff and they're going on and resetting and hitting the reset button. That could be good. I mean, one of the things that we know is like, we are getting an end to these. We have Blue Beetle coming out and we have Aquaman coming out. Those are the last two that are already shot, made in the can, ready to go. Not necessarily because like, I know Aquaman has reshoots, but whatever. After that, <laughs> we have the new gun version of everything where he's going to be running Stuff with, you know, the Batman 2, with the Joker 2, with all these other stories that happen outside of this. I forgot what they're called. Um, Non-canon or something. I don't remember what they're called. I'm sure. I don't remember. Um, but he has all these other stories that are happening. And there is going to be an extended universe, which they're calling some, I think, Worlds. I don't know. DC Worlds movies. I don't remember what they're called. Anyway. Uh, he does have this coming out and he has, you know, it's the whole slate of them coming out. And, you know, yeah, the first like one, they, they did an exhaustive search to find the director of the new Superman movie that ended with Gunn just choosing himself, apparently. <laughs> but we did. Are and you Muschietti, to... and, and by the way, Muschietti, who just directed The Flash, he has he, he was just announced to direct the new Batman movie for the Gunn universe. So we'll see how that goes, because, I mean, maybe he won't be after the returns yes. of this and no, but, but they announced him after this movie flopped the first weekend, which is weird. It'll be weird. We'll see. I think, I don't think he did a bad job directing to be totally honest, but yeah. And I, I know you've not, you've never seen the it movies, but he directed the it movies and those were really good. And those were a hit. So we'll we, see. we did get an announcement about the Superman movie. We'd know who's going to play Superman and Lois Lane. We know those things. Um, who, who's the person who's playing Superman? Do you want to tell our listeners? Yeah, so as soon as we were gonna, we were about to hit record on this episode, Gunn announced the new Superman and Lois Lane. We'll begin with Superman. His name is David Cornsweet. Um, he's fairly new in the scene. If you're a horror movie fan, you've seen him in Pearl. Um, and if you're a Ryan Murphy fan, you've seen him in the miniseries Hollywood from Netflix from Ryan Murphy. Um, so he's a fairly newcomer to the scene. He's only been in 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 the scene like three or four, four or five years. Um, so he is our new Superman. He is the Superman of the gun universe just announced today. He does also look like a, a younger version of Henry Cavill. So he looks exactly like what you expect. And Rachel Brosnahan, who maybe people might know from the Marvis Miss Maisel or from um, House, House of Cards, Cards. Uh, that unfortunate character. Um, she is playing uh, <laughs> Lois Lane in this. So, yes. you know, they, they went back to, to this and they decided to go young again, which is what you want. So it'll be interesting to see how how that goes. I mean, I don't really know much about Corn Sweat. 
you know, it's a it's an interesting choice. I don't know. I, I like that fine. he's new. I like that it's a newcomer, newish co- newcomer, right? I I we're not walking into watching him with like baggage or a lot yeah. of things, which is good. And then Rachel Brosnahan is more, you know, she's an Emmy winner for Maisel. She's huge on TV side, but a lot of people, she's not a household name, right? So we are also walking, the majority of people are walking in with no baggage on their shoulders when it comes to both of them. So I think that's good. So I think it'll, I think it'll be good. I mean, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, this <laughs> all could just blow up and continue to just devolve and they just scrap the entire project. Who knows? Um, Yeah. I don't know this, this, I have a question for you for the DC. Yeah. You know, we know already the plan that Gunn has or whatever, but you, Mr. Packnick, uh, what would be your like recommendation? Would you do a, a universe, a connected universe, or would you do standalone movies? Well, like I said, I, I don't think that we should have the idea of creating a extended universe at this point because then people are like, what's the point? I don't want to watch these movies because then it's gonna set me up for another movie that's gonna be like incomplete, it's gonna lead us on this. I'm a very big fan of make a movie that is, you know, two hours, two fifteen tops. I mean, we're getting super long movies now, but make a movie and have it end, have an ending to it. Don't set it up for something else. Don't try to plan out for the future of this. If it works, yeah, you make a second one. You can leave it there for it, but don't leave ambiguous endings. Don't leave hanging endings because then it just leaves audiences unsatisfied. You know, like even Dune Part One, even though they knew there was going to be a Dune Part Two, Dune Part One ends not on a cliffhanger it ends and like a, an upbeat with like oh we're ready for a new one but there's an ending to the movie mm. you know the fast fast x ends with a cliffhanger ends on like a stupid ending where you're like oh my god <laughs> what's gonna happen to all of these characters are they all dead no they're not all dead this is stupid um <laughs> that movie's terrible you know like don't you you have to have endings to movies and i feel like when we set up all these other movies you're like kind of like stringing the people along and it doesn't it doesn't really work and we we're finding that it's not as successful i mean you can have you can have like little teasers but like not necessarily in the same way i mean this this doesn't it just it just didn't work for me and it's not satisfying you don't get an ending to something so i think standalone things could be more interesting because then you can also give directors different artistic abilities you know like the thing with marvel if they let these if they let directors actually direct movies they can have very different feels they can have different visual styles they can have different art direction they could do all of these things that's what i think is so important i mean you look at the joker's aesthetic is so completely different from even the batman the batman is much more film noir where the um, the joker is much more postmodern like darker type storytelling yep. you know and that's something that i really enjoy about them they're completely different things and you could throw uh, you could throw a Batman movie or a Superman movie in there that has a completely different storytelling. Like you could have that with like a classical sort of story, like a much brighter type of thing. And it would be totally congru- like incongruent with everything else. And it would work and they can make whatever they want. But now you're like kind of setting up a, a successive s- films that are all going to feel the exact same. So not the creative aspect is kind of draining. That's what happened with the MCU. We had 10 years of this type of filmmaking, which was really fun. And now we're like, we're still getting the same movies we got 10 years ago, you know, and it's, it's kind of draining on people and also makes have to do homework to watch movies, which is not what you want to do. You don't want to think about it. So no, I don't think they should. And do now, it. and now it's on the MCU movies. side, you also have to do homework watching TV shows. I know. And that's, that's probably why they've actually pushed so many things. Actually, there's a big pause button that they're hitting 
on on these uh series and everything the mcu is like hitting a pause button and they're they're kind of pushing things back a little bit which i think is a smart move because they need to space it out a little bit because the hype is not there anymore no they're not at all secret invasion just premiered and it had the second lowest viewership of any mcu show nobody even knew that this show was coming out and it stars samuel jackson like that's kind of a big deal like yeah it stars yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, Olivia Coleman, Emilia Clark. Nothing. Nobody even knew it was coming out. Exactly. Like that. That's a problem. That the, is a the very fatigue. Good the fatigue is real. That is very. That's it a very big problem. Real. Yeah. Fun times. It's fun times. We'll see where the superhero genre goes. We will I would, see. I, I wouldn't mind a break, but yeah, we'll, we'll we're never one. getting a break. Uh, no. But I would not mind a break at all. Me neither. With that, though, I think we are going to take a little bit of a break from this episode and uh, catch you guys next week <laughs> with another episode. Uh, I think that's enough of us, you know, kind of going in and, and feeling bad about ourselves. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, wow. I think we, we got some we good stuff coming up. We haven't spoken in two weeks. We haven't I know, done it's one been of these a while. in two weeks. So it's we could keep going because uh, my energy going. was up here. So see, I missed you. I was energized because I saw you again. I know. It's been good. It's been good. Well, <laughs> our listeners will be excited because we're going to have extra bonus episodes coming up. So uh, get excited about that because we'll be we'll I'm going to ride this energy all week and we'll probably record some extra episodes to Absolutely. sprinkle in there. All right. Though, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time.